Well, hello, Gospel Community Church. Uh, this is Tony Martinez, uh, here to share in God's Word with you today. Um, would like you guys to start turning um, in, in your Bibles, if you've got them, uh, to Second uh, Peter, um, the very first chapter, uh, chapter 1, and we're going to be going through 1 through 15 today. Um, while you're turning there, uh, just going to uh, get you, uh, do, do some... Um, context here, give us some context on what's going on, and, and walk with us there. But first, uh, just like to also share that um, it looks like possibly some of this uh, online um, sermons is, is hopefully coming to an end soon as far as, uh, I would say, online service. Um, I don't, I think the online um, messages are good. It goes out to a lot of people, but uh, boy, the, the time to get together in person and see your faces um, is, is definitely due. Um, I, for one, um, as much as I struggle with, uh, with some of this um, speaking, this is a lot harder doing it in front of a camera than it is in person and, and desperately miss you guys. So um, it looks like the yellow status was released. And so um, the gathering of 50 or more people will be coming around. And so um, I'm sure we're going to be talking about that and figuring out how our uh, little building can accommodate those, uh, those, those rules about uh, social distancing Stuff like that. So anyways, that's coming around. Uh, that's encouraging news. And, and again, just to be able to get in touch with you guys again uh, on a more one-on-one um, -on -one level besides Zoom calls and, and this type of stuff. So encouraging news that way. Um, uh, context on, on what we're studying today. Um, so we had just got done with the book of First Peter. Um, Chris Polito closed us out with his last message. And um, First Peter was, was a book on... Um, the persecution and the suffering of Christians that was going on in, in the Roman Emperor uh, Nero's reign. And, and those were some definitely challenging times. And uh, it, was a, it was a good book to go over to help us to walk through some of the things that uh, we suffer through that we may um, hurt in. And, um, and, and it was a good book to study. And now we're in Second Peter. And Second Peter is, was written two to three years after the book of First Peter. Um, it's a different time in Peter's life. Um, he's basically on death row. He knows his time's coming up. We're going to read that today in, in, the end of, uh, in, the, in the end of the verses. We're going to see that, that, that he's seeing his time is short um, in, in, in his living in, in this shell, in this body. And, and you can see some heart. You can see uh, Peter's love for, um, for his fellow uh, brothers and sisters and, and for Christ. And, you, and we're going to see Peter's matured a lot. And, and where he was when he first come um, to Christ. And, and, and again, it's encouraging news for us. So uh, that's where we're at. Um, some of the things that Peter's writing about, uh, we have a big emphasis on knowledge. Um, the knowledge appears in one form or another some 15 times in these three chapters. Um, he's, he's talked about it a lot today, um, the knowledge of Christ and, and growing in that. Um, these false teachers that may come around and, and try to spread um, false doctrine. Like you, you're going to see in these next three chapters this, this basis of Peter um, on, on knowledge of Christ and, and growing in him and not, be, not staying stagnant or become stagnant, but to grow in him. And, and so these are kind of the, the context of the book, where we're going, what's going on. And so, if you would, um, uh, hopefully you guys are there, you've been turning there. Again, Second Peter, 
the very first chapter, 1 through 15. And we're going to read it together here. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you free from becoming ineffective or unfruitful in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Moving on through 2.12 here, it says, uh, Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities. Though you know them and are established in the truth that you have, I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. And I will make every effort, so after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. Uh, this is God's word. Let's, let's pray together. Let's ask God to, to come and uh, stir our hearts in, in, in his word today. Um, Father, Lord, just ask for your strength, for your power, to be able to read your word, understand your word, grow in your word. And just surrender more and more of our lives to you, Father, in this. Lord, you are so good to us. And what you have for us today in this word, Father, in your studies. I again, Lord, I just I pray for understanding. I pray that uh, you would use, use me well, Father. You would push me off to the side. And just to to, um, to bring glory to you, to to let us see just more of you and less of us, Father. We love you, and we say these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> so we've gotten the start of this, the greeting. Um, we see uh, Simon Peter is 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 authoring this um he, he's he's calling himself a servant apostle of jesus christ um we definitely see that in this we we see that he's been serving christ he's been walking with christ and jesus sent him and and he's been out spreading the good news um and and then we move on in this letter to to who it's to it says to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our god and savior jesus christ so he's writing it to the believers. He's writing it to Christians. 
And then he goes on and he's given us encouraging words saying that um, I'm, to those who have attained a faith of equal standing of ours. So you're like, what? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, he's, he's meaning like we are all equals. Like, we are equal. Um, Christ is the one that does the, has done the work. He is the one that they given, that has given his life for ours. Um, we can't do enough to, to earn his favor, any of that. He's just saying point blank right here, equal standing of ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. It is his um, reason we stand. It is his reason we have the faith that we have. Not because we done more, gave more, was um, less sinful as someone else. Like one sin is, is horrible. Is, and so we see right here, the faith that we have is equal, is, and it's from Jesus and no one else. Uh, in two, it goes on, it says, may, pe- may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, our, and of Jesus our Lord. So, you know, you go into here and you're, you're well, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. So, so Peter is like saying, hey, in, in, your, in your walk and your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, like I, I'm, I'm praying, I, I may peace and grace just grow with you, multiply in you. Um, come more and more in you. Um, like the grace, something was given to you that was not deserved, that, was, that you couldn't have done for. So uh, another gift, we've already got the gift of salvation. And Peter's saying uh, more gifts are being multiplied. So um, not, not, don't be going down this road of, well, if I believe in, in all this stuff, like I, I'm going to have an easy life. Get that gone. That is not where we're going with this. The gifts of, of understanding and walking with Jesus more clearly. The gifts of, of, of this, this peace, this calmness that we can have in knowing Christ and that he has us. He, he will never let us go. He will never forsake us. He's got us. So Peter's sitting here saying, I hope this is multiplied to you in, in this knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Like just more encouraging stuff. Uh, moving on into three, it says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. His divine power has granted. It has given us permission to see everything that pertains to life and godliness. And that is through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. This knowledge, this our eyes being open to who Jesus is, what He came for, what He gave to us. This knowledge. And then, then we find out, like, we're called to, to that glory and that excellence with Him. Like, we get to stand beside the Creator of the universe. We get to walk with Him. He's, he's inviting us. After we have this knowledge of life and godliness, we, we, we've been able to see our ugliness. We know what it was to hurt the creator of the, of, of the universe. We got to see that, and then we got to see his love, and then he invites us to, to be his own, by his, by, in his own glory and excellence. More encouragement, just like, oh man, praise God, thank you for this. I, I can't believe that through all this, you're, you're, you're walking with me in this, you're giving us this. And then it goes on to, in four, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may, became, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. Another thing given, 
another thing granted to us, these precious, this precious and, and uh, these precious and very great promises. These great promises, we've been pardoned from sin. We've been excused from what we justly deserved. Death, separation from God. Jesus promised us that. Faith in him promises that us that. The other one we have is when we have faith in Jesus and we we surrender, we say, I'm done, I follow you. Like when we give our lives to Christ, we get the Holy Spirit. That is that partaker of divine nature. Like the Spirit lives in us. We have the same strength that rose Jesus from the dead living in us. Like that, the precious and very great promises. Like we have these things. And, and again, we look and we see what our sin was, what, what our sin is, and we escape from that corruption. That, that is in the world because of our sinful desires, because of our sinful ways. We've, we've been escaped. We've, by His power, He's brought us through. And, he, and He's given us this precious and great promise. Multiple. Just again, you see all this encouraging stuff and we're just blown away. We know where we've been. We know what it is to be in Christ. We see the salvation that we have because we see the ugliness that we was in. And we're just blown away. And here we go on into five now. So we start into five, and, it, and, it's, and it's showing in, the, in these first four verses, like God's got it all. He's, we've got everything that we could ever need for life. God has shown us, God has saved us, done everything. Like he's got it. And, and he's got it to the point that it shows that, you know, we mess things up. We're the ones that, that messed up. Um, things with sin by choosing anything that was not God um, from back to choosing the apple after God told us not to to all the different sins that, that we've done or I've done um, through our lives and we got God he has a plan and he, he made this plan to, to fix everything and he sent his son to, to administer this plan to implement this plan by coming down as a just God that he is, says there is sin and there's consequence to sin. But you know what? Us as mere men, as mere humans, we can't justly um, pay for our actions. There is nothing out there. It had to be the son. The son that was without blemish, that was without sin. He's the one that come down. He's the one that fixed everything. He's the one that paid the ultimate price. He was the only one that could. So we got a just God saying, this is the only way out. The son comes down. He pays the price. He redeems us. And then as Jesus is leaving, he says, I give you the Holy Spirit. And we've got the Holy Spirit that lives in us. And he sustains us. He walks with us every day. Those are the things that are given to us just through, through the salvation of, of, of Christ and through his um, life, death, burial, and resurrection. We have this. And we come on to five, and it talks about some things that's, that's talking about supplementing our faith, adding to our faith that we have. And what you're going to find here as we go through this, that salvation is great. It's, it's the best news ever, but that's not it. 
there's so much more. There, there's so much more to it. And so there's more to your faith than just your salvation and seeing Jesus and, and being one with him. Jesus calls us to walk with him. Jesus calls us to grow with him, uh, grow in him. Jesus calls us to, to go and share this light, this great news with all of the world. And so we're going to see that we're not called to just stay idle. We're supposed to continually to grow. And that's where you see Peter. He's stressing this. And he's got these seven different things that he's talking about in stressing this growth in Christ. And we need to get that because there's a danger of idling. There's a danger in just um, becoming stagnant in the Lord. Um, you think of stagnant, you think of stink. You think of things that just aren't well. Like, we need to be growing. Um, not saying anything that our salvation is on the line. I'm not going down that road. It's just simply we need to be growing. We need to become more and more one with the Father. And, and that is encouraging. If we're seeing all this, and this is just the little taste of knowledge and, and love that we've seen from him, can you imagine what else is out there? Um, we got Paul that, that has wrote a good portion of the New Testament. You know, in, in the studies, it, it talks about Paul didn't write the book of Philippians until 30 years after his walk with Christ, after becoming um, saved and seeing his eyes were open. And, and in that book, it talks about Paul still not knowing it all, still growing, still have a lot to learn, and he's excited about that. That's Paul, which we kind of look at as like, man, he knows a lot. He's got things figured out. He's saying there's still so much more to know. What about you and I? The same things. And if you think about it honestly, God, the creator of everything, how could you possibly know in this little lifetime that we have everything there is to know about him? There's no way. The, the way he created life, the way he makes us, the way we walk, the way we love every single day. Like, and, and, and you're going to see that. We're going to see some things that, that Peter's talking about. And so... Um, we're going we're gonna to start diving in to some of these things that, that Peter talks about. So uh, just real quick here, I would like to read 5 through 8 to get us back into these, these, these things to supplement um, uh, our, our, our faith. So it says in 4, or not 4, excuse me, 5, it says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. So we go into the first one. And it says virtue. Virtue. What is it? It's, it's a moral excellence. It's a, uh, a type of being morally pure. Um, to grow in our faith is, is to stay away from, from filth, to stay away from the ugliness of our old ways, the, the sinful uh, flesh desiring yuck stuff, um, pornography, um, these, these things of um, just, just filth. Um, and, and, and it can be from all sorts of forms to just serving yourself, being selfish, to not caring about others. To, to, again, I, I talked about pornography, but there's so much filth, there's so much ugliness out there, like that we need to become morally pure. We need to walk in, in an upright um, fashion, in, in a righteous fashion, not, an, not a, a righteous fashion as in we're better than everybody else. No, 
we are um, good, we, we think of others, we, uh, we pursue others over our own interests, um, we love, those type of things. Like morally pure, staying away from filth, staying away from our old ways. How are we doing in that? Now, before we go through these things, I, I, wanted to bring, I want to bring this up. I don't want to go down this road of, I need to try harder. I need to um, just really buckle down and do these things. Because like, I'll tell you right now, they're not possible. There's only one way they're possible, and that's through Christ. This, this gift that was given to us, this, um, the Holy Spirit living in us, that is where the power comes from. We, we can't do any of these things without him. We need to humbly come to him ask for help, um, admit um, our, our failures, our sins, uh, repent of those things, and walk. Remember, it's in His power, not ours. And the harder that we try to just do it on our own without being in prayer, without, not conf without confessing these things, the harder it's going to be. And, and honestly, you're just making it more and more about you than it is about Christ. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. We need to be humbly looking to Christ in these things. Seven things to add to your faith. Virtue, again, being morally pure, staying away from filth, staying away from ugliness. We move on, and this has been a big, big subject, and it's going to continue to be through, through the study of this book, and that's the knowledge. Um, knowledge in Christ. We've got to have this knowledge, this wisdom in him on who he is, what he done for us, and continue to learn more than what just he done for us. Who he is as 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 our king, as the one who, who made us, and, and the one who is the author of life. Like you cannot know all of that stuff in, in one raising of your hand and saying, I want to surrender my life to Jesus, and everything's good, and two or three years later you're like, well, I learned everything there is to learn about him. I really don't need to do much more about that. That is foolish. Again, I've already talked about it. You, there's no way that we can possibly know the infinite wisdom of of all of God's actions and his ways. Like, we need to walk with him. We need to become better understanding of him, which in turn is life. Real life. True life. You know, we as Christians should never stop learning. We've got so much to learn. Again, looking at Paul's example. 30 years later, he wrote the book of Philippians, and he says there's still a lot to know. So much to learn. Like, think about that. Same with us. Um, what, a Christian now for um, seven, eight years? I just feel like I've scratched the surface. And, and, and every time that you just you jump in and you do a study like, like for this, I'm amazed on what God reveals, on what he gives. Like, pursue that. Don't just read to read. Read and stop and pause. Break down a sentence or two. See what God's trying to tell you. Like, study his word. Um, and, if, and if you're not even reading, man, start. Start reading daily. If you can't read daily, start reading every other day. Just get into some routine to where you're becoming more and more involved with the Father. I can't stress it enough. If you think your salvation was wondrous and great, the walk with him is that much better.
get involved with, with a Bible study. Get involved with community group. If you, if you don't have a church, if, if you don't know, like get involved. Seek a Christian church. Um, we'd love to have you if you're not a, if you're not a follower uh, and if you're not a, a attending, attending. But really it don't matter. As, as just follow Christ. Get, in, get into God's word and, and, and find a home. The knowledge, the wisdom, the life that is giving, given from him is overwhelming. Self-control. Ah, this tough one that Tony Pry fights with the most. Just saying no to the flesh. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but the flesh is strong. Christ is way stronger. Way stronger. But don't make light of what our desires want. Um... Give it full control. Give it, uh, or give it full thought. Be thinking about that. Like you, to surrender, to say, your will be done, not mine. Like this self-control. <laughs> I can't stress this one enough. If you try on your own, you're going to fail miserably. You have to have Christ's help. You have to be walking with him. That's how strong our flesh is. We cannot defeat it without him. We just can't. Um, for those of you that know me, I talk about Tony Land a lot. Tony Land is 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 the thing when Tony basically don't don't really care about much of anybody else or much of anything else. Um, it's what I want to do. It's not what uh, Jen wants to do. It's not what my kids want to do. It's just I'm in, I'm involved in Tony Land, and and I'll tell you this self control one is tough for me sometimes to say no to the flesh is so so hard. Um, and it's something here that Peter's trying to tell us. Like, look, this, this is, a, is another addition to your faith to walk in this. Watch Christ give you the power to say no to these things. Watch Christ walk you through something that's so much more than, than whatever you've got going on, Tony. And, and so much just life-giving. I'll tell you right now, I need prayer for this. This is a tough one. This self-control, this, this, this say no to the flesh and Tony land. Um, moving on to steadfastness. So not only do you got this self-control of saying no, but there's this, this steadfastness, this continuing in this. This is enduring with the Lord. This, when, when chaos is going on and nothing makes sense and, and you don't understand why all this is going on and that, that, um, that pull to just like take it back from God and I'm going to do it my own way because things just aren't, aren't making sense right now. Like, no, this knowledge, this wisdom you're gaining in the Lord, this walk, there's one of those, those gifts. There's one of those things like he's got you through it in the past. He'll get through, he'll get you through it again. May not be the way you wanted or thought, but it's the way that was best for you. Hold steadfast to him. Endure with the Lord. Walk with Him. So every single day that you get up and you say no to the flesh in the Spirit, that's that hold stead, that's that steadfast that you're doing with Him. You're just, I'm, I'm staying straight with you today, Lord. And I can't do it without you. I need your help. Godliness. Everything God approves we go where he wants me to go, his will be done. Godliness. 
his attributes, his ways. He's the author of life. So to have life, we, we should look to the author. We should practice this godliness, this, this the, the, the good ways of God. Asking in all things is this, uh, again, moving back to that virtue, morally right. Like, is it serving others over myself and serving them in a good way, not in a way to come back to make me benefit? Godliness. Moving on into brotherly affection. Loving the family of God. We see this brotherly affection, and, and we see it in Peter. If, you, if you're familiar with Peter, which most of you should be, we, we see Peter as pretty brash, um, uh, a little bit out there. Um, we see at the, at the beginning of his uh, coming to Christ, um, I will never forsake you. I will never um, deny you. Um, this, that, and the other. And Jesus so um, forgivingly tells him, you know, yet by the time the crow crows three times, you will, you will deny me three times, Peter. All these different things, and, and just brash. And then we see this Peter that's writing this. We see uh, a, a mature Peter, a humble Peter, a Peter that's looking out for others over his own needs, a Peter that's on death row, and he's, he's wanting to talk to his brothers and sisters, to encourage them. Not come and help me, not come and get me out of this place. He's trying to encourage them. He's looking after their own interest over his own. What a way Christ has built Peter. What, a, what an example Christ has given in Peter to do that. Um, and if we want the ultimate example, we look at the affection that Christ has for us. What he did. The, the, night, the night before Jesus was getting crucified, when all this was coming on, he sat down and he washed his disciples' feet. He made the role of a servant as 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 plain as could be, the teacher getting to the students and washing their feet, showing them that no one's above like no one's above that. Like that is love, putting their interests over your own. Peter had a great example. We have a great example. We need to be looking to Jesus and all of that. And lastly, in these seven things that was given to us by Peter, we got love. And it's this it's uh, this agape love. And this is a new thought that I, I went through and studied. So I always looked at this agape love as this like deep, passionate, like just care for that person, this emotional attachment I have. And in, in this study, there, there was a different way that come about it and, and it went this way. This type of love, this agape love, this is, it's not emotional. This is not an emotion. This is a choice. We choose to love. We commit to love. If it's just an emotion, how are we supposed to love our enemies? When our enemies hurt us and cause us pain and can influence our emotions, it's very hard to love. It's a choice to forgive. It's a choice to do to them what's in their best interest over ours. We choose to love because Christ chose to love. If you base it off of emotion, emotion only, Christ would have never went before us. He hates sin, passionately hates sin. 
he chose. He chose to love by providing for the will of the Father and our needs over his own. During that time, he chose. He chose to love. It got me going down this, like, love, the more I'm, I was studying this and reading it, love isn't about us and our emotions or wants, but it's what's best for others. It's denying ourselves, it's pushing ourselves to the side, to love our enemies as Christ loved us. Like, that's a perfect example. We are, were enemies to Christ, to God. He came in while we was at our worst. Not when we was at our best, if there is such a thing, but at our worst. You pick your ugliest time of sin, and that's when he come in and he stepped in front of you and says, I take the punishment for what they did. That's when he loved. That's when he gave. It's a choice. He chose to do that. Even when we were hurting him, he chose. That's the type of love that I want to start growing. I want, I want to choose to love, not because they done something nice to me or they're friendly to me. It's because it's a choice. And as, as Christ did that for me, I want to do that for others. I want to commit to that love. And, and again, my emotions are strong. And so like if I am relying only on emotions, love ain't going to happen. So now we're moving on. These are, the, these are the things that help supplement or add to our faith. Um, Peter's telling us, like, man, Jesus has done all of this. We have these things that he has given to you. You have your salvation. You have all these things. But that isn't all. There's so much more left. Like, you've got this gift, but you don't even really know what this gift is. You just know what it is here and now. What, what you think it is about the tomorrows. Uh, there will always be a tomorrow, but there's so much more than that. So he's telling us that. And that's what we went through on this. And, and moving on into eight, it goes, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. They keep us from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We grow in these things. We continue to add to our faith with these things that God calls us to do. We become more and more effective and more and more fruit will grow and, and like in, in, this, in this knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We, like, I can't even fathom to know more about him, even though I know that there's plenty to, mo- know, plenty to know more about, to walk with him about, to to work with him about. All these different things just come up. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You want to know more about Jesus? You want to know more about life? Do these things. Mind blown. There's so much more to know about him. And then moving on, it goes into nine. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. What a horrible place to be. To have salvation, to know what Christ did for us, but to live as, we, as if we were still slaves to sin. 
as we were still slaves to this flesh, doing its desires, its wants, its wills, going down ugliness. What a place to be in, to be so nearsighted that all we see is what's right here, us. That we little by little, we forget that we were cleansed from them sins, that we were cleansed from that, that we have life, not death. We have life. So you see just in here in Peter saying, therefore, brothers, be all more diligent to confirm your calling and election. Like, you guys, don't go to sleep. Don't become stagnant. Grow in Christ. Walk with Christ. Study his word. Grow in him. Be diligent in it. We have our salvation, but there's so much more. And in closing... We're just going to see, again, the heart of this message. We're going to see, we're seeing Peter basically um, showing his love. Um, Right here, it says in 12 through 15, Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities. Though you know them and are established in the truth that you have, I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder since I know that putting off my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. We see his heart. We see his, his days are numbered, and he's knowing the number of his days. And these are the things that he's talking about in his last days. Trying to tell us, Don't think this is all there is. Continue to grow. Continue to walk. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to do this. You just see the love that he has. It's not what he wants. It's not like, come save me. It's, again, what's best for you? What's best for the Lord? I encourage you, don't. I I can't say it enough. Do not become stagnant in the Lord. Grow in him. Study him walk with him, serve with him, do all things. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the gift of salvation, and I'm not making light of it, Lord. To have life is amazing. But this other part that you're talking about, to understand what life is, besides just another tomorrow, Lord, is, is so mind-blowing to know that there's more than, than what you've already given, Father. I pray for each and every one of us, um, all that is uh, walking in this, that we would understand that, that we would continue to pursue you. If we're not pursuing you, Father, that would be we would be awoken. And just continually, Lord, forever changed. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for what you've done. And we say these things and ask these things in your beautiful name, Jesus.